Welcome, Pathfinders, to Find the Path Podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Oh. Episode 17? Yes. 17. Yes. 17, no. where Lucia's got a new group gym t- class to go to. <laughs> the one with exercise? <laughs> yes, this entire thing has just been a complex marketing scheme for our mm-hmm. new Hell's Rebels gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go to that gym. Get devilish gains. I mean, <laughs> get devilish gains. Good. You know, wrestle alligators and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're just the plastic inflatable alligators, but sure. <laughs> so, really, this sand. is all just us recounting these stories as if they were like legitimately dangerous, but it's really just like, oh, we went down and we, we, we fought this dire Corby, but it's just like this really swole guy who didn't speak our language. Oh, my nice. God. I suppose getting back to the actual Hell's Rebels adventure path, when last we had left our heroes, the Silver Ravens had split, gone their own separate ways. A couple of things had happened. One, there had been a collapse in their secret hideout, which I believe there's currently debate over whether or not it was sabotage or accidental, depending upon whether or not you ask Cesare and or Adria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The heroes had then gone their own separate ways. Uh, we had had a brief scene where we'd reintroduced Niccolo's mother, Mm-hmm. She's so cute and adorable. Sorry, I can't remember her name. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I can look it up real quick. Apologies. How do you not know your mom's name? <laughs> I call her Mama. I don't know her name. Come on. Her name is Mama. Okay, Mama. guys. Think about how long it took some people to realize that their mom's name was not Mom. It's true. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Millie Nettles is her name. Millie. Oh, oh so, so cute. cute. Millie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miss Nettles. Mm-hmm. So is it Niccolo Nettles? Technically, no. He has a he has oh. a separate last name. <laughs> I was like, because that would have been really cute too. <laughs> <laughs> Good alliteration. Yeah, we'd had a chance to be reintroduced to uh, to Niccolo's mother, worried over him and his his activities, getting involved in all this stuff going on in the uh, Devil's Nursery. Yeah. We'd had an opportunity to meet some with, or a little bit more with Morgar Mantha. The True. former member of the Datari, whom had been recruited into the Silver Ravens, the larger group, by Vittoria. And we'd also had an opportunity to uh, to spy in on date night for Cesare and the tifling entrepreneur and famed tailor, Hedeman Hayes. Indeed. But not literally. Like, none of our characters no. actually, Correct. like, stopped <laughs> the date. The but... audience got to view it, not our characters. Sure. The audience was seeing from Raven's perspective. It was sitting out in the rain, sadly, in the window. <laughs> so one, one paw pressed up against the glass. <laughs> he left her at home, and if she'd been oh, outside, she would have brought him in. <laughs> don't, don't make Cesare feel bad for letting for not having his familiar spy on his date. I wouldn't be properly role-playing a pet if they didn't make me feel bad about leaving them for any I brought her home fresh fish, okay? All right, all was forgiven after that. <laughs> after which the party had reconvened the following night after going through their, uh, their daily routines of being a student or teaching students or finding people jobs or not having a job or having a job blowing glass. That was yep. basically breaking down everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucia's <laughs> learning how to count money. Does Lucia yep. need a job? Having uh, one of those montages, just every single day is a montage of her like learning the most basic of skills. <laughs> I just imagine Lucia as the young teenagers that I used to have to train when I worked at a grocery store and how they didn't know how to count change properly because we had the machines that did it for them. 
I yep. see Lucia as the mom from Arrested Development, and she's like, "What does a banana cost? Twenty dollars?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it's only one piece of glassware. It's like two of Arrested gold, Development right? mom, but <laughs> counting ability of a teenager. Well, she doesn't Fair count enough. copper often. Well, she it's like. Know. Wait, there's a smaller than a gold piece? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the whole, like, you know, you get into the wizarding world and you just discover you have a fortune and you're like, oh, what are these small coins for? I don't care about nuts. Yeah, except for it's the opposite where you had a fortune. It's basically like if Harry got kicked out of his parents' amazing house and then had to go live in a cupboard. So <laughs> You're the reverse Harry you're Potter. You're reverse Harry Potter. I'm anti-Harry. Yes, you aren't a wizard. <laughs> so I need a rod. From there. Yep. <laughs> Yes, you do. You had uh, all decided to meet up the following evening, as I believe you'd planned to continue your investigation into the uh, fires that had broken out on the Night of Ashes. True. Which point the party had a chance to meet with Morgar, a brief uh, conversation, somewhat tense conversation a little bit as uh, Niccolo and uh, Morgar kind of eyed one another. But but none mm. of us really trust the Dotari at this point in time. Mm. Niccolo especially. Yeah, I mean, Morgar's <laughs> technically not Datari anymore, but it's, it's like, eh, you were very recently, though. You still have yeah. the haircut. Eh. Well, that's why Vittoria was so hesitant to introduce y'all to him. <laughs> well, he Vittoria vouches for him, so it's it's good. Yeah. Nicola's willing to give him a chance. We'll see how it goes. It's one of those, it's that role playing thing where I think the party, I think the players are interested in having him along. The players the were party, like, yes. Yeah, the party's a little leery of him. So I suppose we'll start things back up again. So as we begin, our silver ravens down inside of the wasp's nest make their way from uh, from their entry area in the Stormwater Shrine where they had battled against both the crocodiles as well as the dire Corby Cough. You make your way back, enter into the, what Rexus is affectionately referring, referring to as the command center. <laughs> Which is basically like that it. room that had the large table and actually has enough chairs in there for everyone to sit around. Very nice. <laughs> the map of Kentargo across the far wall, again, it has small pins already stuck into it, including the pins on the three locations that you're already interested, as well as the marker that has been changed from red to green uh, that was stuck into Devil's Nursery with a little, like, you've resolved this thing, stick a pin in it. <laughs> Rexus leads you all in here. Morgar follows along behind, but simply leans against the doorframe in case he can provide some useful information or insight to this. Laria had led all of you down, but afterwards had returned back upstairs. And Corva makes her way and watches from outside of the door. Off towards the side, you can see where the wine racks were that were previously being used for basically paper storage. Two of the rack slots have been knocked out and a pillow has been shoved in that place where Vindelflex glances out, kind of cranes his long neck to stare out from inside of his little <laughs> cubby hole that he's made for himself. Hey, everyone. Hello. Good evening. Is it time for something nefarious? I think we got to go get your instruments. Oh, that'd be great. It's really boring in here. So I'm looking yeah, for something to liven things up. He snorts a small plume of purple gas. Ah. Uh. Small plume. It's like just the two. We have to get it now. We have to go now. Out of his nose. (laughs) (laughs) Just slam the door and roll right away. Go 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 go. All right. Well, um, I think our yeah, our next plan is to go to the Thrashing Badger then. After that, we should investigate Rexus's old house. How are we going to get in there without uh being noticed? Carefully. That 
that will be a difficulty getting into the uh, the noble section of the city. At the best of times, will be difficult. After curfew, will be next to impossible. Yeah. Rex is oh my gosh. a bit. Is it time for costumes? Maybe a disguise. <laughs> Unless that costume includes a cl- includes a cloak of visibility, I don't know how that's going to help you sneak inside. Yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty good liar, but uh. We would need some sort of feasible excuse to get in, but... Oh, I could make some fancy glass and we could be delivering it. Mm. Um, delivery could be a possibility. True. But why would there be so many people to deliver some glass? Lots of glass. Lots Boxes. of... Lots we of glass? get a cart. Some of us hide in the cart. Ah, yeah, okay. We need a cop. Where are we going to cop? Well, you know, we could probably... I probably know a guy that we can get a cop from. All right. Do we know if there's any secret ways in? Into the noble district now. Um, Rexus digs in his pocket, produces a brass key, and places on the table. Uh, this key should work for the servant's entrance to uh, my family's compound. The house is gone, but it will open up the gate on the outside wall. Some of you would be aware that uh, each of the noble family estates have their own inner wall. So not only is the district for the noble district of the city walled off, but each individual estate is also walled off. Well, of course it is. You gotta have a fence. Yeah. Uh, this will get you inside. And fortunately, you won't have to go far once you do get inside. My family's estate's almost the very first that you'd reach. You could maybe make an excuse for going in there for something other than the uh, actually going to the estate. There's the records hall if you needed access to the records or... If we do the delivery, we could say it's for the Tannison estate and then just make a detour. Wouldn't they be trying to clear that land off so they could build something else on it? If they assume the whole family's dead, wouldn't we we could be like a clean crew? I mean, who would be, though? Who has the money to pay for that sort of thing? But the city under martial law right now, unlikely. Uh, maybe. I just figured they were building that weird thing in the park over here. They might be trying to build other weird stuff. I mean, there's a difference between building a gallows or a stage versus a whole estate. Uh, I would also suggest avoiding any mention of my family's name. Agreed. This, while most of the city believes I'm dead, it's quite possible that the noble, the guards to the noble section of the city are aware that I am still alive. And ergo, anyone mentioning anything about my family would draw immediate suspicion. What kind of things are kept in the Hall of Records? Probably, I'd imagine, like, genealogies and that kind of weird things that nobles care about. about deeds? Let me go ahead and get a check from the party. <laughs> Let me guess. They call it the Records Hall, but real, and it, you think it's all records, but inside it's just a big old entertainment space. Well, because they burn the records every year. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> You just have a, just, just have a, like a crematorium inside the record hall. Secret check. There's not much we could say we were going after in the hall of records. Most of it's been destroyed by House Thrun, of course. Well, mm, we don't look like. Well, most of us don't look like the bur- the book learning type anyway. Most of us don't look like the type that belong in there anyway. We all just get jobs as servants. It's going to take a very long time. <laughs> I imagine they're pretty picky. Well, yeah. yes. And yeah, unfortunately, probably. there's... Um, Rex just shuffles his feet and glances over towards the side, towards Niccolo. It's unlikely that some of you would find gainful employment in the noble houses. Trust me, I know. It is very unlikely, um, and don't take offense to this, that any of you would pass, really, in the noble district, except for maybe Lucia. 
I am sorry. very good at You don't think I could ass. be a servant for some rich people? Have you tasted my muffins? Servants are usually trained in, well, etiquette and protocol. But I think at that point, we uh, basically, I think we're at the point where whatever we're doing, we're impersonating somebody who's supposed to be there, which means it's down to deception and basically deception checks to both disguise ourselves and bluff our way through. I'm yeah. an expert at deception. <laughs> Victoria has courtly graces, which means I can uh, make an impression as a noble or on a noble or impersonate to be a noble. Stir? I also have courtly graces, so. All right. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. There's practically no way Nikola is going to be anything other than like hired muscle as far as anybody else is Can concerned. Can we put Nobody the hat of disguise? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Lucia has the hat of disguise and the duration on that might be long enough to get us through the, the door. So the nobles might be dealing with the current uh, unrest in the city differently than everyone else, so we could maybe keep an ear out to see if there's maybe an event or something that we could somehow, um, you know... Uh, it would have to be coming up soon. The longer we wait to investigate the estate, the longer, the more chances that someone else has rifled through the ruins. I'm aware, but I just, I don't know of any other way to get in. Corvus snaps her beak. So it sounds like you're between the options of either impersonating someone or just sneaking through. Mm-hmm. Yes. Frankly, I'm fine I mean, with the second approach. I've always found that if you're trying to do something generally nefarious, the best thing to do is act like you're not doing anything. Walk in like you own the place. She clicks her beak again. There's a market there. Well, mm-hmm. Maybe show up with some bags and if Nicolo's just hired muscle, like you said. Yes, I suppose if I'm just catering things. Whitegate primarily deals with uh, goldsmith, platinum smiths, silversmiths, things like that. I could perhaps say that I needed to see the silversmiths for a university business. Many scrying mirrors and other such foci for spells require silver. It's a good way for you but to get that, in. That gets you in, but what about the rest of us? You're there to carry the things back. <laughs> it might be easier to just dress as students. Uh, I, I have my uniform from when I was coming home. We maybe need to secure a few more, but if the professor brought on a couple of his students maybe to carry bags for him. Adria is like, do I look like a student? Yeah, Lucia has that moment where she's like, I mean, I think that would work for most of us, but Adria maybe won't pass for a teenage elf. I'm like 90, I'm not gonna pass for I mean, you can go to college outside of those years. You don't have to be 20 to go to college. Ben raises Wait, the point. is that a thing people do? Yes. Yes. Late, late yeah. life career changes, things like that. Weird. Just further I education. I never thought of doing that. You could do it now if you wanted. Okay, maybe we put a pin and go into that estate at all, and instead we focus on the places that were burned outside no, of the horrible we wall. Promised, we promised the Rexus we would investigate, and I we've been putting pin. it off long enough. If we wait until we have the magical abilities to subvert some of these issues. Again, I, the longer we wait, the more of a chance that someone else has investigated. It needs to be done. We made the promise. Thank you, Chesare. Okay, well, figure out how to get us in there without us all going to jail. I mean, it sounds like we've already got the plan. If we did go the more, um, the student route, for example, having the professor and perhaps Lucia and myself play the role of students, which one of us is accurate, only I don't actually take any of your classes. Um, but if we did have a cart for said things the professor is supposed to buy, then we could pass it off as 
Nicolo and Adria being the hired help. Oh, they, they'd be work. like the Teamsters. Yeah, you know animals well enough, right, Adria? I mean, yeah, but do we have any? We'll have to buy one, probably. We'll rent one. Borrow? Who of us is good at lion? Because there's still going to be lion involved here. I mean, there was going to be regardless. I know, but I trust myself to lie and get myself out of problems. I don't know how good you guys are at it. I mean, Acton is just lying on cue, so I'm pretty okay, I think. I am more skilled than I would like to admit. As am I. Do you really think that I've got lived this long without being able to tell a lie from now and then? I don't know how any of you got this long. I'm just saying. Mechanically speaking, I'm assuming all of you are probably trained in deception. I'm yeah, an yeah, expert in deception is what I'm trying well, to I say. Mean, <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone in this group is going to be trained. Yeah. That's why yeah. We, one of the reasons we picked the stealth route was because we're all good at stealth and deception. You're all good at lying. You're all good at sneaking. But I don't want to have to manage an animal to draw attention to ourselves in, when we're over next to that estate. Raven aids me on my deception checks, and I also have the lie to me feet. So, I mean. Cats are natural liars. Yeah, so. True. I mean, I think it sounds like a good plan. Uh, yeah. it, it sounds like we've got the foundations, and I, I just wanted to give you this key for when you go in there so that it'd be a little easier to enter the estate. I don't know if they've they padlocked the gates or anything like that. but I, I figure Victoria reaches forward and pockets it. Yeah. Rexus nods. I, I, I want you to take all due uh, steps for your own safety and security. Um, I know it is somewhat selfish of me, but I do want the uh answers yes i know this doesn't change anything in the long run but finding out answers for what happened to your family is part of the puzzle of finding out what happened to the city and perhaps yes. unraveling it yes thank you again and i just want my loot back Vendelfect shrugs and we made <laughs> that promise to you as well which is it's why true. we are going to the thrashing badger this evening all those fishes down there swimming with my stuff. <laughs> it won't be for long. The mm. eyes yeah, a rat making its way by. And kind of this general disinterest as it scoots across the floor before shrugging. Yeah, well, Raven also eyes it with some disgust, but it scampers away. Morgar chimes in, probably to the, you know, causing a little <laughs> bit of a start from some of you who forgotten he was standing in the doorway this whole time. If you're making your way to the Silver Star also are planning on investigating it. The patrols around there have lightened. I've noticed. But it is still in Jarvis's end, which means that there are still going to be regular patrols in that area. Uh, Jarvis End is the district. Mm -hmm. In essence, it's the district west of Temple Hill, but east of Castle Hill and north of Old Cantargo. It's the district where Aria Park is. Yeah. Ah, okay. The Opera House, all the rest of that. If you're looking at the convenient map, uh, it's all the things that have J. Ah, okay. Were those the only three buildings that were burned, or was the Hell Knight's mansion burned down too? No, the Hell Knight's mansion's still standing. It was just right. empty for a little bit, and then, yeah. Yeah, why would the Hell Knights burn their own, well, the well, other Well, the, the torrent is gone, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, fig I figured they would have just moved in. But if we're worried about things getting looted, isn't it more likely that the Silver Star would be looted before the mansion? I mean, if that were the case, it would have been looted weeks ago or like a week ago. So Well, that could point. be set up every location we're talking about. Every time we've come down, Rexus has asked us about it, and I am afraid he's going to go all rogue and try to sneak in there himself if we don't take Going care rogue. of it. So I feel like we need to make our the whole reason Rexus even asked us into this rebellion was on the promise that we could try to figure out what happened to his family. 
and we've been running around doing uh, the serial killer thing was important, but then we went to clinch jaws and now we have to help Vindelfeck and he just keeps getting pushed further and further down the list. And I feel like we need to yeah. fulfill the promise we made to him. If I may make an observation, the former Datari rubs his shoulder. Once you start investigating one of these places, if any word gets back to the Datari that someone is looking into one of these places, it's going to get back to House Thrain. Once it starts that there are rumors of people looking into the Night of Ashes, the Datari are going to increase their patrols on all of these locations. So I assume you did not tell your compatriots that I already was? I did my best to cover up the fact that you were looking at the Silver Star, but you never went to the Thrashing Badger or made your way to the Victoria Estate. Hadn't had the time yet. But if there's any evidence that someone has dug through one of these locations, they're going to increase security in the other two. If you have the option, I would do all three of them in the same night. Mm. Oh, splitting up would be quite dangerous, though. Or tackle them quickly. Well... I can't swim, so I don't know how much help I'm going to be at the Thrashing Badger. I'm not going to be able to go under. All right. Who all's trained in athletics? <laughs> uh, I am untrained. Trained, I but still not that. I'm untrained, but I can swim. Like oh, I know that's a strength, strength thing in it. I don't have a lot of strength. So I mean, I have a plus seven athletics. Maybe we should split up. Maybe a few of us should go to the estate tonight, and the rest of us should hit the Thrashing Badger, and then. We can reconvene on the Bleak Bridge and hit the Silver Star last. It will increase the danger, but it, it might be the smartest course of action considering um, the increase of guards. And so Nico and I will go to the Thrash and Badger because we stick out in the Nobles District anyway. And then sure. you three will go to the Nobles District. Is that the plan? Does I mean, that mean we're going with Professor Bayan Silva? What would you call him? Foki? Since it is dusk now, you would have about two hours. Getting to the market tonight would be difficult. Although also exploring the Victoria estate during the day would be dangerous. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it in the day. And keep in mind that the docks are still going to be active until after curfew. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be difficult to avoid notice. Now, whether or not the Datari are going to notice you is a completely separate thing. Morgar's argument is there are so many people willing to take the couple of copper pieces they'll get for making a report to the Datari that if you're moving around anywhere where there are people, you would just assume that the citizenry will report you. Lovely. No, there's nothing for that. Well, you could also go after curfew. You just have to avoid all the Datari patrols. Yeah, but we can't get into the Noble District after curfew. Yeah. Not without yeah, something. Not yes. easily anyway, yeah. It'll be easier to get out than it will be to get in. No, it, I mean, it's still going to be difficult to Morgan. get out because I assume they'll have guards on the... I mean, they probably may even close the gate because they don't need any commerce or travel in between, you know, from either side. They close the gate at curfew. Yeah. There are still nobles off, you know, eating their dinner off in the city and all the rest of that, wanting to get back to their estates. So if we're going to split up, those of us going to the estate need to leave now, get in and search and get out before curfew. Yeah. We've got about, what, you said a little over two hours? Two hours. Yes. Well, and Nico and I can go like mill around and like, you know, mm. talk to people or whatever, see what's up. Like being on the dock isn't weird. Morgar, would you be willing to come with us? Certainly. So, I can at the very least provide an extra set of eyes. From what I'm gathering, it seems like the good professor, Lucia, and myself are going to attempt to search the Victor estate. Morgar, Nicolo, Adria, you will scout the Thrashing Badger and hopefully recover Bindelfex musical instruments and 
investigate. And clues about what happened. True. Plus, Morgar has more experience investigating than either Adria or myself, so it would be good to have him along. Well, investigation is not exactly my uh, forte. You at least know procedures, whereas Adria and I are amateurs at best. True. My job was more stopping pickpockets and things like that. I wasn't quite up to detective level. We got keen eyes. We'll be fine. Yeah. Well, and uh, if we perhaps finish early, we could always come join you at the Thrashing Badger. True. We will all need to finish as quickly as we can. Yes. Bleak Bridge will close at curfew, which means yes. that getting back across the bridge will be difficult, if not impossible. Niccolo, we may then need to be crashing at your house again. Well, so the thrashing badger. <laughs> Does that mean I won't be able to get to side. my house? Yeah, thr yeah thr no, you won't be able to get to your house either. So we'll have to we'll mm. have to sneak back to the coffee house. If you are seen out after curfew, you will be fined and or imprisoned, depending upon that. Yeah, but and if there the are guard stars stations on both ends of the bleak bridge, so getting across bleak bridge after dark. After dark is fine, but after curfew is next to impossible. Yeah. But so the side of the bridge that's closed is the side on where the fancy people are. There are a total of eight guard towers on Bleak Bridge. Okay. You would have to pass, no matter which side of Bleak Bridge you're getting onto Bleak Bridge from, you would have to pass by the guard posts. I mean, you could always They only stay collect taxes the... on one side. Hmm. Cesare had the point where it's just like, we might all just have to stay with Nicolo. We'll figure it out. This is why we need a we need a safe house on the southern side too. <laughs> yeah, that's our next course of action. <laughs> we could wait at my house for the others to join us, and then if the worst happens and we get split and it gets past curfew, we could just stay at my house because I mean, it's too. on the bridge. Either way, I think we have to split and go. Yep. Yep. I guess All send right, a raven well. if something bad happens. Yes, send send me a raven um, if anything happens to any of you and. Uh, 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 best of luck. Uh, I would uh, request that we stop by Pietro's and I can put on a change of clothes. If I'm going to pass as a student, I need to be dressed as a student, unless we would rather I pass as a noble. You two might as well attempt to be students, since I'm going to say I need to go to the market to get things for my class. Uh, Lucia, my, my robes may be a little long on you, but... Uh... I have extras. Ah. Are we, I think I'm a Harry little Potter taller robes? than you, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> You gather yourselves together, split off. Cesare, Vittoria, Lucia, you make your way out and into the city streets. Put on some city streets music here. Sirenscape, take a walk through the city. All right, let's hope nothing bad happens. I mean, something bad will happen. It's just a question of what and when. Probably to both sides. <laughs> I'm looking forward to fighting like a reef claw or something. Yeah, I was like, I'm just imagining we're going to fight something. That's. I'm going to summon an animal, though, to swim around. Yeah. If we can, I prepared the spell. Stop by Pietro's. Uh, do a quick clothing change. Lucia comes out looking very awkward in her. Uh, I think your robes are dove gray. So for Alabaster Academy. Yes. Sure. I don't know. I believe they're they're I kind of no a grayish. Idea. Yeah, they're like a grayish silver. Yeah, I was almost like, wouldn't they be alabaster? <laughs> yes. Your off-white robes. Oh, I, I imagine Lucia's like doing like a quick hem to like make them actually somewhat fit. I mean, I'm pretty sure that. Um, Victoria can. She's got crafting. She could just do a quick hem. They're yeah, rogues. You have, they're they're going to You have two hours. <laughs> it's fine. It really doesn't That's matter. That's why I make yeah, quick I don't think it matters just, like, that much. You stick it in a couple of times to like hold it up. Find some safety pins, pin her thing up, turn, make your way out. Navigate your way along the northern side of the 
Villagree district until you reach the gate leading its way into the greens. The gate here is massive. Almost unlike the rest of the city, the walls around the greens receive the greatest amount of tax money and therefore are the best maintained. Of course. Not that the walls of the rest of the city are falling apart or anything like that. They're just not quite as brilliantly shining. They power wash these more occasionally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they hire the wizard to power wash the top. <laughs> Hydraulic push all of the walls until they are shiny. As you begin to approach the gate, you find that two Tatari stand guard out in front of the gate. You have no idea how many more of them are inside of the two towers that flank the entryway. Stopping and checking with the various people beginning to approach towards the gate. Individuals riding inside of the noble carriages are not stopped whatsoever. So in essence, if it's a carriage rolling up with a noble house emblem on the side of them, they just roll straight on through. However, anyone else coming in as far as the servants and such are stopped momentarily by the guards. Approaching closer, this is something that I think, unbeknownst to any of the three of you, and actually really unbeknownst to our audience, Lucia, Vittoria, and Cesare all have reason not to be surprised by what the guards are wearing or making their way through here. What? Both of these guards are wearing resplendent plate mail, far superior to the armor of most of the rest of the city Dutari. The emblem of the city emblazoned across their tabards. They nod as the three of you begin to approach. Cesare, I suppose, taking up the the head. Uh, Lucia pulls her pulls her hood up. (laughs) One of the guards steps forward a messy crop of black ringlets sticking out from underneath the top of his helmet. Oh my lord. And what appears to be a five o'clock shadow steadily setting in across his square cut jaw. Helmet hair. (laughs) Good evening. You're out late, professor. Uh, My students and I need to run a quick errand to the Whitegate markets. We need some silver mirrors for the magic class I teach. White Gate's mostly closed by now. The majority of the merchants have already packed up their stalls. No, we got started a little later than we had hoped, but we might get lucky. And the merchant knows we're coming. I'm hoping he waited for us. Alright. Please don't be a smart guard. Please don't be a smart guard. <laughs> this is a lie. Uh-huh. Which is a secret check. Let's see what we got. I also, Raven aids me, so automatically. I guess she looks cute and makes it seem more believable. She's (laughs) distracting. She's distracting. Raven smiles. Like, you know how it is with wizards. They get all obsessed with their eyes of newts and organizing them. That kind of thing. (laughs) Also, I hid under the bed the entire time, and then it took them like 20 minutes to get me out. She thought that was quite amusing. (laughs) I thought I was going to the vet, and then I thought he was just lying (laughs) there. <laughs> no, but like real facts though, cats hate that. I figure Victoria is just it. like smirking behind you. <laughs> oh my god, Raven. Secret check. The guard narrows his eyes before stepping to the side and turning sideways. Well, don't let me hold you up then. Thank you. Are you the Elven Studies teacher? I am. My sister Corinth, I think, is taking your class. Do I recognize? That name is she a good student? <laughs> Maybe an intelligence check. <laughs> hey, I roll a fourteen, which gets me an eighteen. You are aware of her. <laughs> uh, she is, in fact, taking your class. She is horrible at 
Not necessarily the history part, but the elven language part, as she is incapable of properly enunciating and rolling her R's in the lilting tongue of your people. I hope she's doing well. She's doing quite well in her studies in the elvish history course. Good, good. Well, I won't hold you up. Tell her I said hi. I don't, I don't get away from here very often, and uh, I know she stays on uh, on campus, but of course, doing the family proud. Cesare nods and quickly ushers Lucia and Vittoria through before we get even further interrogated. Behind the screen, she rolled a perfect 20 on lying about how well she's doing in her class. So here's that. <laughs> well done. Oh, goodness. She's doing Walking great. away, you hear him leaning over towards the other guard. He's just like, yeah, she's the smart one in the family. She's going to go far. <laughs> I'm just going to point out that Vittoria is watching Lucia like a hawk because she's like, why is she pulling up her hood? Like, she, like. That is like suspicious action 101. Like. Yeah. If if Lucia notices, she just kind of looks up and it's like, what? My ears get cold. What time of year is it? It's, it's fall. Like autumn, it's autumn, it? basically. Yeah. yeah. As the sun's setting, it's steadily getting cooler. Once yeah. we're out of sight of the guards, we need to just make a stealth check and head straight to the manor. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad plan. Yeah. Stealthy uh, stealth. <laughs> well, once you're out of sight of the guards, you can make your way to the manor without much of an issue. Okay, so but if- I do want to try to be careful so the nose's <laughs> neighbors apparently don't notice us. Okay. Go ahead and make a check here. And those nosy neighbors. I uh, I figure, like, as they're going, Victoria does kind of glance to the right and pauses for a sec and then just keeps going. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not there, though, so I can't say that's interesting. Cesare does not <laughs> notice that. Lucia does. Cesare probably actually looks down that way, too, to be 100% perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> All of you stop and then look off in the distance. The wind whistles by <laughs> as a few autumn leaves go past you. And it's then like all an of you look around one another like, what? What? No, I wasn't looking at where you were. I wasn't looking at where were you. No. <laughs> then all of you narrow your eyes at one another, like the end of the good, the bad, and the ugly, before you just turn and make your way down the, the street. Good. We're all agreed we weren't looking. <laughs> Making your way through the greens. The greens is a large section of the city. Again, the noble section of the city is, a, I would say, probably about a seventh of the entire footprint of this city. Oh that being said, it makes up for less than 5% of the city's population. Mm-hmm. This is the only part of the city where it is wide open spaces. You turn and make your way down immaculately paved streets of white, veined here and there with silver as statues, marble statues veined in silver line the walkways off towards your left and right. A majority of these are of lions. Most of them making their way up towards the Tenzin estate down at the end of the walk here. Although, as you turn and begin to make your way north, you begin to approach closer to the Victor estate. Of course, any of those of you with a, a general knowledge of the history of Kentargo, which I believe would be Cesare and Vittoria in this group, would, of course, be aware that Kentargo and Chiliax as a whole were once part of Taldor. And, of course, the national emblem of Taldor are its twin black and white lions. For Taldor. For Taldor. And as it's only been about 100 years or so since, uh, well, it's been well more than that since uh, Chiliax fought the Eventung War and broke free of Taldor, they have not changed the statuary. Because they hmm. are very nice lion statues. Yeah. Hellcats look like-, like lions. It works. 
It's true. They just put little <laughs> horns on them. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're like the Art Institute cats in front of the Art Institute of Chicago. <laughs> Approaching towards the Vittoria estate, you see the main drive makes its way forward and then turns into almost this nook leading up towards this massive wrought iron gate that you can see ahead. The front of the gate is an emblem designed like two sides of an open book with what appear to be two quills making their way in and stabbing towards a single point, making kind of a V-shaped archway, you guess, both for the Vitcora family as well as denoting their interests primarily in literature and higher education. That's why uh, Rexus and Vittoria get along so well. <laughs> There's a small guardhouse, and next to that, a small iron gate. This no taller than about seven feet, although close to about nine feet in width. There's a small gate, a person-sized gate, built into this larger gate. So the person-sized gate could be opened if only a servant or delivery is coming through, but if an entire cart needs to bring in food supplies, they could open both gates fully. And I assume we're heading toward the smaller door because we have the key. Yes. Yes. Trying the key, you find it works. All right. Hey. Let's head inside, shall we? Quickly before somebody sees us. In we go. And we enter in as quickly, but without trying to draw attention as possible. And shut the door behind us. Gently, so as not to make a lot of racket. And then we lock it again. Then you turn around and there's a bear. If... Somehow we find a silver mirror in here. We're going to take it with us just so that when we're exiting, <laughs> yes, we have a silver mirror. Right. Just saying, I'm putting that out there ahead of time. If we find one, we take it. I nice. mean, if we find much of anything of value, I'm sure Rexus would like to have, you know, some of it back. Yeah, but it would True. support our story of, hey, we went in for this. <laughs> I mean, do you have sacks? You could at least bring out a bundle of something. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. As long as you make it sound boring enough, they probably won't care. Secret stuff. Secret checks. Left, right, and center. You make your way through the gate, close it back behind you. Hear the distant sounds of the city fall away and begin to make your way along the well-paved track that makes its way up towards the house. The fire that consumed this structure was contained, and that the fire did not spread to the surrounding trees or grass, did not threaten to spread to any of the surrounding noble estates. Whomever lit this, lit this with intent, and ensured that there was a fire break to keep this from spreading further. A drive makes its way up towards the front, and you can see a stable off in the distance, although you can hear no horses. You pass by a large pool off towards your left-hand side, an exceptionally large pond that were servants here would probably use this to attempt to ex well, extinguish the fire whenever it burned through. The servants' estate, unlike in many of the noble estates here, was actually built into the side of the Victor Manor. A gesture that probably would have considered been considered kind and uplifting to a majority of the servants here, but may have in fact been a death sentence whenever this place was burned to the ground. Of the entirety of the structure, only its north wall still fully stands, towering three stories high, and as the sun sets in the distance, the front face of it lights up and you can see these slanting rays as the sun passes through the empty window and down and against the wall and the ruin inside. The foundation of this place still stands strong, but a sturdy set of stone steps leads up to a simple collapsed structure. The pool off towards your side sits pristine and still, and two swans slowly paddle their way along its surface. Stepping stones lead out to a small circular island in the center of this pool. Not natural, but man-made, 
almost like a column that the top has been cut off of. I imagine you pause, take a second to look over this beautiful scene. That's an Iorian meditation pool. Didn't he say his mother was part of some group that followed the Iorians? I mean, they were the sacred order of archivists, so it kind of fits. Cesare is going to cast Detect Magic just to see if maybe that'll light something up, but I guess we'll just have to start searching. You make your way forward, ascend up the steps, and step into the ashen remains. The ash here is hardened. Much of it is washed away from the rain, but that which hasn't has turned into a paste and then dried out by the sun to form this hardened shell of ash and dust over the ruins. I imagine Vittoria cursing under her breath at the destruction of any potential evidence that could have been here, footprints, anything else that was destroyed by the days of rainfall and the nearly 10 days it's now been since the Night of Ashes. Well, Vittoria, you are a resident investigative expert, so how do you investigate all this? She just kind of gestures her hands out to the ginormous estate rubble. I look for anomalies. What do I expect when I see a fire? and what doesn't fit, and that's where I start. Well, I mean, the first thing is the fact that, I mean, the fire didn't spread, right? No, which shows intent. This was definitely planned. <sighs> so. I'm going to go and look at the pool. Maybe there might be some sort of hidden something over there. Ooh, like a secret entrance to like an underground basement? It's possible. So, mechanically speaking, uh, each of you are taking an action that is during the... We're in exploration mode right now, Ooh, I guess. Fancy. Uh, mechanically, what that means is that, Cesare, if you wish, you may search the grounds. That yeah. would include the pool, but also means that you could go over and go, you know, is there anything back here in this greenery area they have? Is there anything else here? Yeah, Every Cesare one of these actions takes the one hour. An hour? Yikes. You are thoroughly searching. So we need to do three different parts. Yeah, we yeah. need to try to do three different different things. Well, in essence, there is the grounds, and then there's this estate. Uh, if you're looking for clues, that's separate than looking for items. So I think Lucia should look for items. I think I should okay. look for clues, and I think you should search the estate. Chesar, the grounds. The estate. And I guess I'm okay. searching for clues when it comes to the grounds. Okay. Elsewhere in the city, Nicolo, Adria... You take Morgar and make your way out through the city streets. Morgar pulling down his hood, initially kind of marching forward in an almost militant manner before kind of noting that, oh, this slows down a bit. Mm. Sorry, I'm used to being on the beat. Ah, well, uh, we're trying to just look like casual people. So, all right, you'll get used to it. He nods. In that way, you don't think he completely believes you. Yeah. And that way, if someone tells it's like, oh, you'll be past this, you know, when you're talking to someone who's a career soldier. Hmm. Or in this case, a career officer. Yeah. You make your way south, pass by the war cage, which is packing up at this point. See people making their way to and fro from the docks. Dock workers are getting off and then making their way to their favorite watering holes, which, since the Thrashing Badger is burned down, are a variety of the very small kind of hole-in-the-wall places, or navigating their way to Clinch Jaws, which is the next largest venue. Mm. That being said, you can still see a number of ships here in the harbor. And adding on to your concerns pertaining towards the uh, the Datari, you do see the occasional Datari member uh, exacerbating these concerns are there is still that Chelish man of war oh. and its sailors mm. down on the docks. Mm. Now, mind you, of course, the Chelish Navy does not have authority to act in a military manner inside of the city. 
Sure. But it is an extra set of eyes of people loyal to the city and the city's government Rude. making their way about the streets. Mm-hmm. In short order, you pass by the Varnishal shipyard, another Chelish galley in mid-construction there. Two of its three masts have already been raised, and the rest of the, the bones of the ship are fully formed as the outer walls are steadily being put together. Judging by the tarps placed over this, you can tell that this is not in current construction. Hmm. Oh my god, y'all. Let's steal a partially built Chelish war galley. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for stealing a, a Chelish Our, our organization not is not yet big enough to crew such a thing, but <laughs> if it were, heck yeah. But you make your way past the, the shadow of the Varnishil shipyard, glancing over this uh, this half-constructed galley. Well, I guess ever since uh, they shifted importers and Everything's going to Clarentin now. Nobody really cares about our shipyards anymore. They couldn't have picked the nicest city, I guess. Yes, I suppose so. But um, has little to do with what we're doing now, I think. Yeah. Probably, but it means a bunch of guys are probably out of work. True. Well, Hal Stern is not above doing something like this. The Varnasil family have long been known to have greater loyalties to Cantargo than Hal Stern. Hmm. If they can bring something like that in-house to a loyal family in Corinth as opposed to here. Mm. You make your way past the shipyard before making your way out onto the docks. The ruins of the Thrashing Badger are... The term ruin is generous. Oh, good. There's a burned out hole where this structure once was. Mm. A few pylons and a single wall still stand. Interesting enough, uh, it looks like people have already taken, or you're going to guess, the local children have already taken to shattering out the few remaining window panes in that one remaining wall hmm. uh, before moving on. Other than a single drunken man sleeping in the shadow of this lean-to, basically, there's no sign of uh, anyone really paying interest to the thrashing badger or its ruins. People are still walking about. Yeah, You can see some fishmongers still in essence, collecting the uh, the end of their daily catch, the few fish that they weren't able to sell to any of the local shops. In some cases, those of them that have them in water barrels are just maintaining them in water barrels. Uh, can I borrow a uh, silver piece worth of, uh, or buy a silver piece worth of fish, actually? Yeah. I.O. Raven. Uh, considering that it's this late in the day, you probably get a Raven. pretty good deal, so you pick up <laughs> a good three fish. What? <laughs> she dealt with my bird problem. I gave, I'm going to give her payment for services rendered. She's a worker just like anyone else. <laughs> a disproportionate number of cats lounge their way, making their way uh, down to the, the docks here oh, as the titties. owners are getting ready to toss out the fish and a few throw them <laughs> in the cat's direction to keep them fat and happy so they don't try to steal the fish during the day. Mm. From nice. almost the top of every single surrounding buildings, numerous seagulls watch on with beady black eyes waiting for their opportunity. There's a it's cacophonous cawing from the, the goals. Not right, positive. What exactly? I, I don't know how you define the sound that goals make. It's not really a cawing. Mine. Mine. <laughs> mine. <laughs> yes. It's a seagull call. <laughs> hmm. It's awful is what it is. It's I want to check on this guy awful. and make sure he's not dead. Because uh, if he's laying in the ruins, that's real weird. Well, he's leaning. He's basically using the one wall to lean against since no one seems to be willing to kick him out from leaning up against that one wall. Although that mm -hmm. wall is probably not super sturdy. Uh, making your way over and checking him over, he's not dead. That's good. He is definitely day drunk. Oh, buddy. Uh, moving into night drunk. Oh, uh, buddy. A half 
full jug of something that smells distinctly like very poor rum, still clutched in one hand. And as you kind of lean down towards you, towards him and check on him, maybe even saying something, you hear him mutter something about what you think might be get off and then swats as if you're maybe a seagull coming to to check to see whether or not he's dead. (laughs) The blast of fetid breath that strikes you tells you that this man is not faking inebriation. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, Adria looks at the other two and is like, yeah, I don't think he's some sort of undercover agent, so uh, we're probably okay. Seem likely, no. Or he's very bad at his job. Mm. Usually the Datari would take him in for being out after curfew. I understand they've arrested so many people that they're out of room in most of the jails. Well, that's something. Great. Sure, we might just get off with a fine if we're found. Oh, hey. Getting better every day. Sorry, I don't mean to keep doing this to you. I'll try to stop. I understand. I guess we need to figure out where anybody might have gone, so... Well, uh, didn't, uh... Didn't he say that there was some sort of hole in the ground that they went through, got into the water? Yeah, something like that. Well, again, the entire structure burned down to the waterline, and then when the dock could no longer hold it, it all collapsed. So imagine imagine a building built on the ice, and then the ice gives way. The entirety of the structure is dropped. Uh, it is all underwater. Oh, well, let's just get in the water. Because if we're in the water, it's harder to see mm. us. Right? Uh, I can find some place to take off my armor. I mean, technically speaking, if you have the strength for it, it doesn't actually impede you, but... That's true, yeah. Games mechanic-wise, anyway. I was trying to roleplay. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing is, is it just armor check is weird now because it's like, well, technically, if you have enough strength, it mostly does nothing, actually, at this point. That's true. But, Which yeah. makes sense because if you're strong enough to do all sorts of other crap in it, is it really going to impede your swimming ability? But. Yeah. Depends on if you've trained in it. It's still enough, heavy, but yeah. See, it's like first edition is like Altair. You touch the water and immediately sink. <laughs> Whereas second edition is like Ezio, where you can just go. Yep. She's not wrong. Right. So not wrong. prepare yourself. If we get into a tussle, I can summon either a puffer fish or a snapping turtle. I think the turtle's a better option. The pufferfish puffer has venom. The, the pufferfish oh, is funny, true. but probably you, not as deadly. You guys have a couple of different options than those of you at the Viticora State do. Ooh. Okay. There's only one place to search, which is the collapsed ruins here. Gotcha. Sure. Assuming you can make your swim checks, uh, athletics checks and such, then you shouldn't have an issue. Once you okay. dive into the water, you can swim around. Again, it's unless there's something you know, generally dangerous going on. Uh, it's mm. not that too big of a concern. The only difference is, is unlike the folks over in the Victoria State, you do not have privacy. Mm. Uh, you can choose to leave someone on watch, at which point that person could warn and you guys would get a stealth check if the Datari come by. Okay. If they notice the Datari coming. If you fell at that, then there is a chance that someone alerts the Datari. There are Datari patrols in the surrounding area. So whoever has the silver tongue should stay above. Well, I think well, technically and a high perception. Okay. Um, or we make some sort of plan because these are docks, right? Like, could we make a plan to like dive in here and then like Re-emerge swim out somewhere else? somewhere else? Yeah. Potentially, you could, but you're—it's still assuming that you're you're searching this for one hour mm. to search these ruins. So you're diving down, coming up for air, diving down, coming up for air. 
And if you guys probably every minute, we need a good perception to search the place too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget Vindelfex instruments. Well, yeah. So, so somebody will be doing items. Somebody will be doing clues, and then maybe somebody. Somebody, on I watch. guess, will be on watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adria has the light spell. Yeah. Okay. Because mm. you will need light to be able to see down there as well. Mm. Yeah, I have light. I also have an eight perception. I don't know what everybody else's perception is. Uh, mine's a six. What's Morgar? Morgar's is. You have a... an eight perception. Dang. Druid, yo. Right, wisdom based. That's why I'm like, I'm pretty good at noticing stuff. Morgar has a seven and eight to find concealed objects. Wow. So he's pretty nice. good too. It's a specialist bonus for frisking people, basically, because he's a Dakari. <laughs> okay, Great. then y'all can maybe swim and look, and I will look for trouble. Yeah, Morgar okay. also has a seven athletics. Yeah, mine's also a seven, so. Okay, we send the boys into the muck. I'll summon Yay. a pufferfish if you need help. And, All right. Uh, <laughs> Sounds great. To bite off bad guys. I'll assume the pufferfish is yours then. I'll summon a pufferfish and throw it at the Datari and run away. <laughs> Just um, do me a favor and hold on to. Nikola will hold out like a paper filled bundle of fish. Oh, Just hold on sure. to this. Thank Gross, you. Gross, we should have bought this later. Probably, but there would be closed later. That's fine. It's okay. All right. Yeah, and yeah, Morgar takes off his cloak. Just kind of hangs yeah. it on the side of the ruins here. Uh, takes Take out his mine. dagger, puts it in his teeth, and then dives into the water. Yeah, I'll leave my morning star up here, probably under his under my cloak, um, because I don't really know how you technically again game mechanic wise, it's a piercing <laughs> weapon. So technically yeah. it would work, but a it jab still feels with, it, with the little nails on the end of it. Yeah, it just feels <laughs> off though. I mean I've got the dagger. In case of bull shark, I have a dagger. Okay. Eh, mine's silver, so in case it's a devil shark. I'm oh, good. Bull sharks <laughs> tend to favor more shallow water, don't they? We're about to find out. Whee! <laughs> there are bull sharks in this river. Yeah, I yeah. think you might find a shark. You're so specifically at, warned about that. Yeah. But yep. if I see a shark, maybe I can empathy it. I have to see it. Yeah, first. there's also an albino alligator out for uh, for Nicolo for vengeance. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no. You just hear the tick, 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 tick sound tick, like it's tick, Captain tick, Hook's yeah. uh, gator or crocodile, yep. whatever it was. So the, the two of you dive into the water. Adria, you keep an eye out. Flashing back over to our companions off at the Victorious State. Dun, dun, dun. The Victorious State, they're in the walls. <laughs> this was a bug hunt. It's a bug hunt, man, a bug hunt. <laughs> Are there rats in the walls? Oh, no. Is the wallpaper no, no, yellow? No, no, <laughs> I was just No. <laughs> No. As we turn the no, Victoria estate into apparently 1920s horror short story. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> As Ross fails his sanity check again, <laughs> my last fraying thread of sanity snapping. The three of you reconvene. Cesare, you find no evidence of magic in this place. Mm. Uh, other than this meditation pool, there's also a small, more or less just a small hedge garden. Not enough turns for a maze. Mm-hmm. And an area there that leads into a kind of a classical sitting area. The only thing there is a not quite heretical, considering it's not barred, but there is a marble statue of Aridon hmm. in a small area flanked by two benches in what looks like it have been a very comfortable reading area, just judging by the table that you find out there that was probably used for books and or mint juleps on hot summer afternoons. We are obsessed with mint juleps over here in the wealthiest section. 
Cesare, I imagine you come and make your way back up towards the estate. Yeah. Stepping up. The sun is set nearly completely by this point. Only this distant line of red on the horizon. The stars have come out and peek out from behind the various purple clouds overhead and a cool breeze cuts through just enough to slice its way through your robes. You feel a shiver as you ascend up. Victoria, you imagine, can only be just as cold as you are. However, she stares intently towards the structure, her eyes darting around in the darkness as she seems to be just as capable of sight in the dim light here as you are. There's a distant owl from Lucia <laughs> stubbing her toe somewhere in the darkness. For like the, the 157th time. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing of you south in the yard. There's a statue of Arden and a wreathing nook in the hedge, but nothing of use to what happened here. Uh, yes, and there are no bodies. It's clear that someone came and collected them after the building burned down, but I literally do not see any signs of who it could have been, which either makes them very good or the rain washed away all of the evidence. Well, from what we understand, the Hell Knights involved were the Order of the Rack? I, I believe the that is ones, They're good at fires. That's through. She has a point there. Judging from what we know of, uh, of Rexus, uh, I imagine there were a lot of books in this place. It was like kindling. And you can't exactly leave a rotting corpse in the middle of the greens. No. Lucia will sure. come over to the, uh, the two that are having the discussion, tripping on something and doing like a, a semi-graceful like attempt at a roll, but you can tell like she just like is like, ow. She springs up like, ha ha. Yeah. Covered from head to toe in black ash and soot. <laughs> All right, so good news. I have found, I think, a safe half buried near uh, the sanded wall. It looks like it's intact, so there might be some goodies in there. We should take it. We can clean it up, and that can be where our mirrors are. She kind of makes a face like, I mean, the safe's like three feet by three oh. feet by three Whoa. feet, so it's going to be unbelievably heavy. Oh, they're right. I can also break into it. I Should have brought Niccolo. <laughs> Raven narrows her eyes. <laughs> Imagining Niccolo throwing this up on one shoulder. <laughs> and just marching out cool as could be. Like, this is yeah, a normal that, occurrence. That's not suspicious at all. <laughs> We're not robbing anyone. We don't have a safe. <laughs> We're definitely not robbers. The Raven, I have a question. Yes. Do you have a crush on our Tifling friend? <laughs> No, I, I just think that he's unnecessarily manly. <laughs> <laughs> unnecessarily. <laughs> there, there's yeah. nothing romantic there, but... <laughs> it's really working for her, so, you know. <laughs> I, you just seem rather impressed when he wrestles crocodiles and punches people in bar fights, so I was just curious. I, mean, I think everyone's impressed by it. Who's not impressed I, by it? I imagine that if he had, like, I don't know, had a a mind-controlled buddy that was trying to escape on, like, a flying carpet, that he could somehow grab the carpet with one hand and then grab the ground with the other and then flex with his massive biceps to keep him from flying away. We already cast Chris, Chris Evans as Balto. No. Oh, my you've, goodness. Uh, you've put a quite a bit of thought into this, I see. What else am I going to do while you're teaching all day? <laughs> Chess Ray shakes his head. I've started my own fan fiction. Lucia to leave the way to the safe. <laughs> the PCU, the, the Pathfinder uh, 
Uh, the Pathfinder Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Approaching it. Yeah. It's a safe. All right. Uh, you can dig yeah. it out. As far as like digging it out, digging it out, that is going to be very difficult. Clearing enough from the front to get to the door is not quite as difficult. I I do have my lock picks and Raven can help me. So let's try to crack this baby. I do have a crowbar too, <laughs> if we need it. Well, a crowbar probably gonna make a lot of noise. So we'll try the picks first. Uh, I roll a 19. My thievery is a six, so 25. And then Raven aids me for a 26. A 26 is a critical success because nice. this is already half opened. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh. It looks like someone else tried to break in. I only had to dial in the last tumbler. I guess they gave up. Or they yeah. already got into it and then set this up and it's like a trap. But she like takes a step back. <laughs> Chesare opens the safe. Open the safe. No, don't, don't say that. Roll reflex safe. Uh, <laughs> And she gets a plus one bonus for stepping back. <laughs> Opening the safe, it squeaks loudly in the night air as you pry it open. Oh, boy. You glance inside, cupping your hands, whispering, picking up a stray bit of wood, lighting into a light spell so you can form, just kind of like cupping your hand and leaving a small opening at the bottom to make the equivalent of a flashlight as you <laughs> shine it into the darkness of this. You don't think someone attempted to open this. You think someone closed it and only had time to spin one dial. Huh. There are a scattering of papers in here. Oh. Numerous documents. What appears to be a ring containing three keys. Huh. And a small framed picture. Pulling these free, you find that there are three keys here. Each of these keys are different. The only notable one is one whose the head of which is labeled with a stylized F. Hmm. The documents appear to be a variety of different, very important looking documents, uh, mostly deeds of ownership of various locations. Ooh. Levitakora has probably threw everything important in here and shut it when the fire started. They only had time to spin a dial before they were overtaken. I think I should uh, put these in my bag and we'll let Rexus look them over. Yeah, gather everything up. The last thing that you pull out is a small portrait, maybe a foot high, a little bit over eight or nine inches wide, silver framed of what appears to be a man, tall, long mane of black hair, impressive mustache, and a woman in a flowing dress with a warm smile and a pair of spectacles on her nose, holding between them a young child of maybe two or three. Mm. All of this painted in a richly appointed library. Make sure that's put carefully in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Lucia. Thanks. I wish I found more, but at least it's something. Honestly, there's probably not much more. We should get out of here before the sun finishes fully setting. So we can uh, finish our purchases. She kind of like makes air quotes. <laughs> you have not found a single non-shattered mirror in this place. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean the we could just like slightly open the bag and just show the frame if we really need yeah. to. Be like, oh yeah, look, we got it. Let's it go. is a silver frame. Or you could say it was closed. If they even question us. Well, the fact is, we'd have to explain why it took us over an hour. So if they yeah. were closed, then why did it take us over an hour? Or as we're like going out, we you know just kind of like pat the bag, you know, like yeah, we got it, and then walk uh -huh. out. They might not yeah. even care about yeah. people leaving as much. Yeah, as they, they might mean. not even say anything. Mm. Yeah. 
But Cesare will cast Prestidigitation on... Oh, I don't have that memorized. No, I don't. You're just going to have to be dusty. What? Pull your cloak around tighter and let's My go. My alabaster <laughs> is a little grayer. <laughs> but yeah. I thought that I mean, was it's just a thing dark. you could do. I didn't realize you could not do it. <laughs> it's a lot more inside out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it probably turns her, her like clothes inside. Yeah. All right. But I have all the ash on my hair now. That's great. Let's head out. You turn, make your way, set off. Uh, walk out of the district like we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, the guards don't necessarily stop you, except for the, the one guy who talked to you before who kind of stops Cesare and just goes, hey, if there's uh, anything that like you can do to, to help out my sister, like I know she really wants to get involved in like the, the elven embassies and all the rest of that stuff. To, I'd really appreciate it. I'd owe you a solid. i pat you on the shoulder. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if it's worth tutoring this girl that apparently can't speak Elvish to save her life to get a deal with the Datari. <laughs> you know? With one guardsman. With one guardsman uh, guards oh, yeah. who's not going to, he's not going to have, I mean, granted, he's in the wealthy district, but he's not going to yeah. be like, you know, influential necessarily. Do it. It's yes, fine. My cat can tutor your student during one of the classes. I, I'm assuming I volunteer that- you, Raven. <laughs> so we were meeting at Adria's house. Was that the plan? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I assume Lucia has a way to get in. Yeah, she lives there, so I'm sure she has a key or whatever. Or something. Yeah. Sorry, just Lucia strikes me as the type of kid who's like, oh, wait, actually, I left my keys at home. We're kind of locked <laughs> out. Sorry, yeah. everyone. Whoops. Uh, it's like, but no, I, I picked this like five times. I know exactly how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry. It's, it's, it's fine. I got the key. She does right, that thing where like right she's here. done it so many times click, click, that click, she, click, can, click. she can like look up and do it. So it looks like. Little it's do you know, I got a new lock just to mess with you. Oh, that'd be so rude. <laughs> Also, when would you have had the time to do that? Huh. <laughs> All right. Do I need to activate Pufferfish Dodgeball? Pufferfish Dodgeball is go! <laughs> Secret checks. Adria keeping an eye out. Niccolo and Morgar diving down into the depths. Indeed. Here's a Jaws moment where a head dun, dun, pops dun, dun, out dun. with like the eyeballs. You know, floating in the water. Mm. No. <laughs> I mean, Why? hope not. I'm hoping all the <laughs> uh, roses got out, but, you know. Eh. Uh, the better all have gotten out. Nicolo pops up with, like, an octopus just draped over his mouth. Like, <laughs> get it off, get it off, get it off. I'm like, hold on, you're scaring her. Let me talk to her. <laughs> get it off. <laughs> over the next hour, Adria, you keep watch up top, watching the... the Soldiers make their way by, watching, you know, all the rest of this. At some point, you just kind of sit down on the uh, the dock. I try to get that drunk guy to drink some water. He apparently still just thinks you're a seagull coming to feast on his bones. Yeah, you sit down on the dock. All of uh, all the nature around you just kind of convenes so that by the time that, you know, Niccolo's tossed up the, like, ninth musical instrument that he's managed to secure from below, <laughs> there's, like, four cats around you and this, like, spraying of, like, this settling of seagulls in every direction as you... Excellent. Tear up little biscuit pieces and throw them to the seagulls. Excellent. The guards always give you like odd looks as they're, you know, still making their patrol, but aren't necessarily stopping you as you're just like, oh, nope, crazy seagull feeding lady. It's just me and my nine instruments, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my cats and my birds. <laughs> you're the you're the pigeon lady from Home Alone too. Yes, that's me, <laughs> pigeon lady. Morgar climbs up out of the water. Niccolo dives down for one last dive. Morgar informing Adria that there's no more instruments down there as far as what he can find. As I imagine Adria's probably just been shoving them in her bag as they, you know, come up. A, How did he get 
get a cello down there. Dang, this thing's big. <laughs> a tuba. It's too big. It's too hot. No. I can't fit this one. It's too big. It's too big. Nicolo is down there for a long while. Uh oh. Before he finally crests up, splashing the water out of his face. I imagine deep gasp of air before paddling his way over towards the uh, the collapsed edge. Thought we were gonna have to send a puffer fish after you. <laughs> Morgar extends a hand down to help you out of the water. Nicolo takes it and climbs out. Thank you. Good natured slap on the shoulder. <laughs> right. I didn't find any evidence of people. Well, good. Yeah, there was a statue down there. Huh. The goddess Milani. Huh. Damaged, probably from the collapse. Hmm. So the cult was here. Yes, for sure. But I don't see any evidence of what happened or if any of them survived or any of that. Well, if you didn't find bodies, that's probably a good, a good thing. The bodies would have been immediately retrieved. Mm. A lot of people use this river for their water source. Couldn't have mm. dead bodies floating in it. It'd be a health hazard and threatened spreading plague. Yeah. Plus, they'd want to cremate them as soon as possible. Mm. Guarantee that they wouldn't return as undead and guarantee that they would also stay silent in death. That's if they're dead. They may not be dead. Morgar looks down at the pool. Yeah. Looks the full length of the dock. Shrugs. It's possible. I mean, if they were... Swimmers as good as, you know, any of us, fine, but that's, there's no guarantee all of them were. We're far enough in that they wouldn't have to worry about devilfish. I don't know how many of them would have been able to clearly see at that time of night, but if I were here trying to destroy evidence of what I suspected was a cult of Milani, I would have also had probably people looking at the water to make sure nobody made an escape somehow. My experience, the Hellenites don't make mistakes. Hmm. Yeah, they're just guys in big, shiny armor. They are just men. But they're also men that are obsessed. I don't like them, but I don't think underestimating them would be in our favor. No, but they're not undefeatable gods or something, so we can't let that get into our head. More well, just no. that they would err on the side of paranoia, and they have the numbers and resources to do so. But there's no evidence that they did die. Mm-hmm. It's true. And also, from what I understand of the faith of Milani, they are used to having to prepare for situations like this. They would have probably had redundant fell safes. Maybe potions of water breathing or something on hand just in case. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because we can't find them anyway. But we did find all these instruments. Did y'all find anything else helpful? No. Vendelfeck hmm. will be happy, I guess. That's something. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I made a bunch of friends. <laughs> There's like a bunch of cats here um, and some gulls, but uh, otherwise, nothing bad happened out here. Yeah, maybe take one of these back to take care of that rat. <laughs> yeah, sure. This one's particularly nice. She points at the... Calico. Oh, okay, Calico. <laughs> yes, you don't have to convince me. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Very talkative Calico. No, I take oh. that one for the shop. I'll take this, <laughs> this Calico. I pick the cat up and put it in my bag as well. All right, let's go. <laughs> Nicola shrugs. All right. Should I return these instruments back to the uh, the hideout, or do you think that you'll need my assistance at the Silver Star? It's probably easier if you take these. Yeah. With all five of us together, I think we'll be able to get it, and Vittoria is good at what she does. But thank you for your help, Morgar. Mm-hmm. Right. Be safe. You too. Yeah, you too. Watch each other's backs. Of course. He nods, turns, pulls his hood down. 
you know, throws his cloak over himself and pulls his hood down so that people don't notice that he's soaking wet walking through the city streets. Mm. Throws the bag over his shoulder. Alrighty. Does Adria have prestidigitation? Nope, not today. Very well. All right. <laughs> I guess uh, I'll do the same. Called the day with no prestidigitation. Uh, <laughs> I have guidance and stabilize, but no, no prestidigitation. I mean, I can probably just try to use deception if somebody talks to me to just yeah. be like, yeah, I um, fell. Just be drunk. Yeah. Fell in the water. <laughs> I fell in the water. It was a big thing. They had to get me out. Sucked. Mm-hmm. All of you end up actually meeting in front of Clinch Jaws, just because oh, that's about perfect. the point where the two roads convene as you make your way. Nicolo's arrival announced by the squelch, squelch, squelch sound <laughs> of his boots. Uh, Lucia's arrival announced by the uh, the nice burnt ash smell that just kind of wafts off of her as she begins to approach. Luckily, the guards didn't catch that. <laughs> no, it was windy up there on the hill. Mm-hmm. Well, we found a bunch of instruments. The evidence that the Cult of Maloney was indeed operating there, but no mm. evidence of anybody surviving or being killed. Well, we <laughs> found some documents. Well, among other things. Uh, we too had a situation where there were no bodies, so whoever was doing this was very thorough. It's the Hell Knights. She looks around, and then she goes, apparently those folks are real prepared and paranoid and stuff, so... They're you know. highly trained, it's not surprising. Oh, I also adopted a cat, so uh, we'll drop her off on the way. Oh, really? Yeah, I opened my bag. I'm like, see my kitty? Oh, it's so cute. Lucia immediately sneezes. <laughs> You'll be fine. I'll make you a Why does it have to be Calico? Oh, I it almost forgot. It has to be Calico. They're good luck. Uh, Roll me a 50% chance and see. You're either allergic oh, or you're not. Okay. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> below joking. 50, I am allergic. Oh, you did really? below? I rolled a 96, baby. Yeah. Not allergic. Not allergic. It's literally the only thing I will roll this entire episode. You just so, need hey. from dust. It's fine. It's from all the ash. I believe the theory I've heard before is that if you're allergic to calicos, you're not allergic. Or, yeah, if you're allergic to calicos, you're not allergic to other cats. But if you're allergic to other cats, you're not allergic to calicos. Is it is I true. Yeah, that's my issue. I'm that allergic is absolutely to calicos, true because, like, Winston makes me else. break out and everything. Adora, yeah. nothing. She's yeah, so don't rub your face on Raven. Speaking of Raven. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, uh, here's your fish that I've given to you. Nico. Raven, I have a bit of a uh, payment for you for services rendered. Thank you. Oh, fish. Cesare reaches up and pokes her, but doesn't say anything. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I get distracted sometimes when, you know, the fishy goodness is here. That's all right. <laughs> I just want to make sure a fair, day's, uh, a fair wage is paid for a fair day's work. Well, I guess... Uh, we should keep going then. Yes. Cesare, toss this in your bag. I'll get to it later. <laughs> <laughs> now your bag smells like fish. Cesare <laughs> makes a face that does as he's paper. told. Because Raven will get real mad if he's like, uh, no. <laughs> Eat it now or nothing. <laughs> you can press it, digitize it later. Oh, wait. <laughs> not today. Oh. <laughs> Heather will never not prepare presentation yeah, again. Yeah, no, her so much grief. <laughs> to just be like, and dust off, and dry, and no fish smell. <laughs> apparently, I really don't need to have the shield cantrip. Prestidigitation yep. is where it's at. You make your way back across Bleak Bridge. Drop off the cat. What's the cat's name? Mephistopheles. Oh, Why? <laughs> Interesting. We'll call her Mephi. Yeah. Little Mephi. 
I mean, it's it's a calico, so probably a girl. Yeah, that's fine. A girl, Mephis- Mephistopheles. Mephistophila. Anyway. <laughs> Why Mephistopheles? Where did that come from? I don't know. Chiliax, Devils, Faustus, yeah. Mephistopheles. Lord of the Eighth Circle of Hell. Yeah, but yeah. you could have gone female or something. I okay. could have, but I couldn't think of any female demons or we devils. We call her so. Mephi, and it's fine. It's cute, <laughs> Mephi. <laughs> we can get another Drop cat for, uh, for Nico if you need a cat. Apparently, we're the Silver Ravens featuring our our cat pets. And I, we probably do need one for the hideout if there's rats. Yeah, we'll, uh, I mean, we'll yes. get another one tomorrow. It's <laughs> easy. A nice mouser off the streets. You continue making your way across the bridge, uh, pass by under the watchful eyes of the guards. Who I, all of you, you know, curiously, don't stop you. But, you know, one of them probably calls after and tells all of you to mind the time. Yes, as sir. As you got only a little bit over an hour before curfew kicks in. You navigate your way through the city streets before beginning to approach the burned out ruins of what was once the Silver Star. Only charred stone remains. The structure collapsed, much akin to the way that the thrashing badger did. Although in this case, not into the river below, but seemingly into the subterranean chambers. Uh Uh-oh. Creating a sinkhole filled with scorched rubble. Well. Hmm. Don't like that. All right. Let's get to work, I guess. Nikola rolls up his sleeves. Begin looking. Yep. All right. So what all can we search around here? Are we diving into a sinkhole? There's only the one site to search, which is the sinkhole. Um, anyone that wishes to search the sinkhole may do so. If you want to keep an eye out for the guards, because again, there are also guards patrolling here as well. Yeah, we need mm. to have somebody keeping them. I have expert perception, um, so I can do either of those things pretty okay. Okay, I'm going to search then. You you look for guards, Lucia. All right, I'll be on guard. Great, I'll be on guard duty. <laughs> You're sneakier. <laughs> Woo! Very well. You descend down, begin to dig. You delve down. Cesare will... Do detect magic just in case. Detecting magic. There is something magical here. Ooh. There is something magical somewhere in this pit. I'm not sure where, but I guess Cesare will search for items then since he's looking for the magic. (laughs) I also will search for items. It's been a million years and I don't know how many clues are even left. I think Victoria is still going to end up searching for clues. That's just what she does. Mm. Yeah, I'll search for clues too. Roll a die here real quick. A <gasps> physical die, in fact. Right, what? <laughs> I know. You slide your way down into the sinkhole, trying your best not to displace too much of this rubble, and begin to dig. Lucia, you find a place in the alleyway abutting the structure. Between this and the building next door, you crouch in the shadow of this building wincing a little bit every time one of your companions slips and you hear this cascading sound of stone from the pit nearby. Niccolo, you start to dig, reaching down, picking up, moving stones, digging deeper. There's a lot down here. You think your companions probably feel the same. It's Again, it's almost like this collapse down. You're almost 15 feet beneath the street level as you're digging into this. Whoa. It's almost like the upper structure just collapsed down into this complex that was under the building. Niccolo, as you shift a stone to the side, you hear this clack clack of a rock that bounces by and past your shoulder before a man-sized slab of rock displaces from above you and tumbles straight down at you. And we'll pick it up here next time. No! 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 Man versus rock. 
<laughs> Again. In case anyone writes in. This is a hazard, but not does not have the trap trait, of course. Oh. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.